Hey, welcome to the Coach Bono's podcast from Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at oagks.com. You can interact, interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at, at uh, ah, easy for me to say, at Coach Bo Knows Show. You can check out our Facebook page. Just search out Coach Bo Knows Show. You can also email us at Coach Bo Knows Show at gmail.com. Today is episode 16.5, which means, of course, we have the one and only token girl, Ellen Wigginter, in here to co-host. Ellen, how are Hi. you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Bo? I am doing well. We had some excitement at the office today. We had a fire. Not at our, not at our building, but across the street. We had a fire. So I guess the storms that started out here in in Colorado and pushed through yeah. gave you some excitement? Yes. The, we, the storm hit us here in Lawrence and in Kansas City last night. And mm-hmm. um, across the way from us is a number of suites, different buildings. And one of the buildings... A, uh, a power, a pole came down. It was on top of the building. Oh, wow. And I guess the company was out, the uh, local uh, energy company was out earlier. Mm-hmm. They didn't fix the damn pole. They just left it there, roped it off so no one would go messing with it. I guess you don't want a kid to, a kid to die. Right. But of course, that made, that caught, that caught the building on fire. <gasps> so about four o'clock today, there was smoke bellowing. One of the ladies upstairs from the accounting uh, company came down there. There's a fire across the street and a fire truck had just pulled up. I'm like, oh my God. So we were outside for two hours, just kind of hanging out and seeing what's going on. Cause by that time, a second truck fire uh, got here, blocked my car in. So I'm so oh, well, luckily there's beer in my fridge at the office. So I was going to say, you might as well enjoy it. You know what? I just, that's what we did. We, uh, a few of us stood around and just kind of watched everything and, uh, no one was injured, nothing. The building's going to be so, a somewhat of a loss, I assume. But uh, no one was injured, nothing. It was like it was too badly harmed. That's uh, good. A lot of smoke. but uh, and, and the fire department came and did a good job. So shout out to Lawrence Fire Department, what they did. It was a very, very good job. LFK, man. Yep. So, um, hey, some shit's going down in sports here. Some shit's going down in the world right now with COVID, huh? It's, I, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. Straight going into the holidays, it feels like everything is just kind of reverting back to what it was a year ago. Yeah. We were talking before we got started. And I was like, are we going back inside? And you're like, I don't think so. I don't think we are either. But it's certainly hitting the sports world hard. We've it seen, is. Today alone, we've seen some stuff going down. The NFL has changed their COVID rules. And Baker Mayfield is not about this. Well, Baker Mayfield can, you know, stick it because they've got almost 20 players on the Cleveland Browns roster in protocol right now. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mentioned this. Um, I was on the Jones report this week and we were talking about mm-hmm. this a little bit. And this was before the rule changes and Baker Mayfield whining again. And if you are a frequent listener to the Jones report, I'm on there each week and we, you'll know that I'm just not a fan of Baker Mayfield. I, I, I was rooting for him going into the season. Sure. I thought he played exceptionally well this past week. Mm-hmm. I thought he played very well week one against the Chiefs. I played the best game he's played in his career. Yep. But he's been underwhelming. And then I see his shitty commercials. And I just yeah. want to punch him. He's got a very punchable face. It, it goes down to this on the Baker Mayfield thing. 
Tyler Jones, and I talk about this a lot. When it comes to an NFL quarterback, we kind of have, we call it the Ryan Tannehill rule that, you know, you have to have your franchise quarterback is in your, to decide if your franchise quarterback is your franchise quarterback, is he better or worse than Ryan Tannehill? Okay. Like Ryan Tannehill is sort of the last, he's the worst of the franchise quarterbacks. I'm of the opinion now that Baker Mayfield is under the, the bar on that. Hmm. Interesting. So it, what, that, what I mean by that is there's a, there's the, 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 his class, his rookie class, which is him, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Um, who else is in that class? I'm not thinking of somebody got an extension already, but they're up for extensions. Baker hasn't gotten his yet. Lamar right. is negotiating one now. I can't think of who the third one is, but they got their extension already. Who got an extension earlier in the season? I'm forgetting. I'm I'm drawing a blank myself. So anyway, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think Baker's getting his money. Now, Baker's in a unique situation where he's going to probably get his money. Like, I wouldn't pay him. Let me rephrase that. I wouldn't pay him. But I think he's going to get the money because, well, what else do you do? And if you're the Browns, You've been so bad at quarterback for multiple generations. Right. They haven't had a good quarterback as Bernie Kosar. Right. Which is why that one commercial really is funny. It, it, that one is, I think, Bernie Kosar, yeah. I mean, but it, um, I mean, this is the place that, you know, they had they, Tim Couch and everything else and all these different things. It's just, you know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not rooting for Baker now. I, I might've been at one. Um, I might've been at one time, but I am no longer rooting for him. And today his little whine about COVID restrictions and how the way they're changing things. Oh, is it Dak? It's yes, it is Dak. Dak, Dak is the Prescott. class. Yes. Okay. Good call. Yes. And Dak deserved it. Dak is over the bar. Yeah. He's over the Ryan Tannehill bar. As is Lamar, and Lamar is going to get his bag of money. Yes. But I don't think I'd pay Baker. Now, Cleveland will because of the situation. So, yeah, so if you're thinking about that in the future, you extend your quarterback and not use the Ryan Tannehill rule. So, but the COVID stuff, we're going back to that. So, yes, the NFL has really given – the uh, the NFL said, "Hey, look, you guys have got to change everything. There, there's we're back to basically where they were last season, right? You know, uh, virtual meetings, only a certain number of players in the weight room at the same time. You know, no, you know, cafeteria meals. You're going to be grab and go stuff from here on out. Do you see a problem with any of this? I don't. Um, I think honestly, for the foreseeable future, unfor- unfortunately." This is going to kind of be the status quo and players are going to have to adjust. Um, I think there has to be some willingness from the teams and the leagues in general, because the NBA has gotten hit really hard. NHL is getting hit really hard right now um, in evaluating their protocols and what they're going to do to be willing to postpone, cancel games. NCAA men's basketball is getting hit really hard. They had games canceled yesterday. Uh, with UCLA, USC, it's going to keep happening. And so you have to make some decision of people over profits and 
what that breakdown is, because that's what it's going to come down to. What in this again, this is our opinions as we're talking here. We're not mm-hmm. neither of us are doctors. We're no. two fairly intelligent people, but neither of us are doctors. You're intelligent. I'm fairly intelligent. <laughs> um, so um what about these players who have gotten the the, the COVID um uh what am I trying to say? They they've gotten the jab, they've gotten yep. both of them, and they got the booster. Uh-huh. Should they have to go through the protocol? Yeah. I mean, it, it, we're clearly seeing with the current variant Omicron that people are going to get infected. People are going to continue spreading it. So you should absolutely get a booster. They say it's far more effective, especially if you've gotten the Johnson Johnson vaccination. They'll get that Pfizer or Moderna, whatever. But it doesn't mean that you're impervious to any of this. And mm. uh, until we get to a point that... Um, we can say it's just an epidemic, not a pandemic. Yeah. People should just care enough about other people to do the right thing. So yeah, yeah. protocols yeah. Need, are going to be in place probably for the next couple of years, and it's going to yeah. suck for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting time that, you know, down the road, you and I both have children who are in their team, who, um, you know, how old is Nicholas? He's but he just turned 12. Oh, mine's 19. So, mm-hmm. you know, a young man and then, uh, you know, a, a preteen, I guess. I mean, 12. Queen, up and comer, yeah, whatever you call him. He's a teen, whether it's number 15 or not. Yeah. Um, they're going to be able to tell this story. Yeah. In, to their children. Hey, we had two or three years or we were in lockdown and doing this. And this is going to be stories that are told. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I remember my grandpa about World War II, you know, and those right. things. And that's what I think we're going to hear. Um, you know, that's what our kids are going to be telling their grandkids about. It's about this time. It's going to be big transition periods. I mean, especially for your son, you know, he graduated during the middle of this. Yeah. Um, mine is transitioning into middle school and dealing with all that. Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah. just kind of like that it'll be lost years for yeah. a lot of people and yeah. for kids and athletes and just so many people, it's going to be just yeah. strange. I'm, I hate to say it like this, but I, I'm getting this, like, whenever I hear someone say they're not, they're not getting vaccinated, I kind of just go, my body shakes and tingles a little bit, but I, 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 I started thinking about it this way. Mm-hmm. And I, there are times where, it's not the right thing for you. I get it. You know, if you're compromised in some way, you know, those are certainly one people I would, I would, you know, forgive. And I don't have a problem if someone doesn't get the jab, if they decide, Hey, I'm not going to do it for my choice, but I'm going to wear my masks. I'm going to do the things to be protective of other people. Uh, They're not walking around basically poking the bear. Right. If they're They're not not doing that, I don't have a problem with that. Sure. Um, but I, I do wish that most that people would just do it. I do too. I you just, know, it, to me, it, it, it goes back to the overall social contract that we all kind of agree to as human beings. Yeah. And um, yeah. you got to take care of your neighbors because yeah. they're going to take care of you at some point, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So the Rams have 25 people in COVID. It's it's wild. And 
I think we mentioned earlier, Cleveland has 20. Yeah. And they play so, on Saturday. Exactly. Yeah. It's some of this stuff, it's it's gonna be dominoes falling. Yeah. And then as teams are released over the holidays to go visit family. Yeah. It's just there's an exponential factor that kind of gets built in. Let me ask this question. So if you were the coach, I'm gonna ask you, Ellen, this question. Okay. Let's say you're the coach, you're you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. You're the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, you're in first place. You are the likely Super Bowl favorite yourself or the Patriots. I mean, you're you're in the argument for the best team in your conference. Or the box, you're yeah. Likely to win a champ. You are not likely, you are a favorite to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Why would, would would you be willing to talk to your players and say, bring them all in and say, guys, we have a special team in a special situation? We got to put some things aside, all of us, coaches, players. And we got to go figure out, we got to to not travel on days off, not spend time with our families. Not can is it too much to ask with four weeks left in the season to tell to ask players, hey, for the next let's call it eight weeks to not participate in society? I um I think if I were a coach, if I were a GM, I would be having those discussions. Because if you're, if you're looking at what's going around the league and other leagues, the smart thing to do is to be as safe as possible to make sure that you have the most complete team you can have to be on the field. Yeah. And the best way to do that, unfortunately, is to choose to self-isolate to some extent. So from a strategic standpoint, absolutely, you have those conversations. I just think if I'm one of those teams, if I'm the the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Titans, the Packers, Bucks, someone that you think that, hey, we've got a legit shot at winning this whole thing. Guys, we need to to find a hotel and put everybody in the five-star hotel for the next eight weeks. Yeah, hotel or just like... Something. We need something. We need to get everybody out of here. And yes, you're not going to spend Christmas with your family. And I'm sorry. And if you want to be Christmas to your family, you're going to have to go to a special protocol. It says you're testing the moment you get back and we're going to isolate you from everybody else. And I don't, I mean, if you're Jacksonville, you don't have to do this. <laughs> you know? Oh, can, can we talk about why Jacksonville we're doesn't get, have to We're going to get there. We're going to get there because you know I'm excited about that. Okay. We're going to get there. Okay. But if you're the Chiefs, man, if you're... You know, yes. the Packers, I, I don't understand how one of these teams has not come out and said, hey, guys, pack your shit. We're all going to the Intercontinental for the next two months. And well, we're going to stay in a five-star place with five-star food, and you're going to have everything you need, and we're going to make sure you got everything you need because we're going to try to win the Super Bowl. I, I have to believe that those conversations are happening internally. And if, if we see moves like this after next Saturday, I'm not going to be surprised, but I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of hesitancy Christmas. T- to try to get through Christmas. I, I can see that too. I, I do see that. I just, boy, it's the, it's the, if I was the general manager, the owner or the head coach of a team, that's the kind yeah. of thing I'm having. It's, 
hey, where can we put these guys all in a place? And, yep. you know, we're going to have permanent, you, you could Zoom with anybody, anytime. We're going to limit, we're going we're gonna to do walkthroughs in ballrooms. Yep. Shit with your bowl games when you were in college anyway. Sure. So we're going to keep everybody healthy. We're going to be able to feed you the whole time. We're going to take care. We're going to have, we're going to bring in stuff for you to work out. You know, there, there's plenty that these teams can do. They got plenty of money. Oh, they do. They don't, it's not uh, yeah. a question of resources at yeah. this point. It's a question of will. Hell, the Cowboys have got a hotel at the facility. I mean, is that surprising? Put the, use the hotel. Guys, you're staying here. Sorry. You don't like it. Well, we can trade you somewhere else. Eh, it won't go that far, but yes. Yeah, I, mean, I think it, it, it should definitely be in the conversation. Yeah, and I think if you're one of those teams, you go get your quarterback on that team and you go get two or three other team leaders and you say, guys, this is what we got to do. Yeah. And, and I just, I mean, because think of it this way. If the Chiefs are sitting there first week of the playoffs, let's assume that the Patriots get the one seed that you have to play the first week. Okay. Patrick Mahomes is put in COVID. Oh, I know. They lose. I mean, anything at this point, if primary players are put in protocol, I mean, seeing what happened with the Browns. Yeah. It's not only Baker, but it's their backup. They're on the third string at this point. And and Baker's mad because he realizes every game means something because right now we're not in the playoffs. And with four games to go, they can't afford to have any losses. Exactly. So, all right. But but Baker's part of the problem. If If he's in COVID, a protocol, what did he do to get there? You know? So I I wanted to talk about that for a little bit. But okay, we're going to get to the fun part real quick. Okay. All right, so you obviously have already heard Monday's podcast, and, you know, I, I have. went off on somebody, and uh, I had a really strong opinion about something, and I said, Urban Meyer has to go today. Well, I recorded that. Go ahead. Uh, you said it on Sunday. Sunday night, I said it, and they finally did the job on Thursday. On Thursday, Urban Meyer, I woke up and saw that Urban Meyer had been fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. At midnight. Good riddance. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. I, the, the Lambeau thing, Josh Lambeau was the reason at the end here. Is that really the last piece? Hey, man. Don't be a dick and don't kick people. <laughs> don't be a dick is a great way to live your life. It is. Clearly, Urban Meyer can't do that. So no. fuck you, Urban Meyer, you unemployed piece of shit. Now, you got more money than I do, Urban Meyer. God bless you. But I hope you fake another heart attack the next time you need to get fired by somebody. You overrated son of a bitch. I am so glad to see him get fired. Yeah. And I honestly, I agree with you on all fronts. And I, I do hope that the um, memory walk of Urban continues. I love seeing things about uh, his buddies taking bong rips on the yacht during the Big 12 media days a couple of years ago and um, just his ridiculousness. But he should not be touched by a team or a media outlet yep. ever again. Yeah. And, and like I said, Monday. The, the thing with the girl in the bar, 
was the thing I had is the least problematic. Like I had a problem with the strength coach, the Tebow incident, Josh Mm -hmm. Lambeau getting kicked in the shin in a pregame. What he's done with Trevor Lawrence is fireable by any means. I mean, you haven't developed this kid even one iota. You've probably had him step way back. Sure, because he's going to be scared. Nine touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and he's been sacked 25 times through 13 games. Yeah, it's um, it's wild. And to your point of them falling into, <clears throat> excuse me, that number one draft pick, and doing what they've done with it, it's horrific. And I hope Shag Khan, you know, finds a better head coach and someone that can really yeah. turn something around. But I am very excited about that 30 for 30 of the 2007-2008 yeah. Florida Gators. Oh, yeah. I just want a 30 for 30 of just Urban Meyer now. I just – we need a tell-all book on Urban Meyer. Because this oh, is all sorts of fun stuff. Too. The, the, here's, my, here's my question for you now. So we know Shad Khan owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. He needs a yep. terrible owner. He's been a terrible owner there. He owns uh, Tottenham, the soccer team. They yep. hate him there. His son now owns AEW Wrestling. Yep. Which AEW star is the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? And why is it Chris Jericho? Because Jericho is probably going to die really soon. I, I just figure because he's 50 and he needs a job where he's not trying to wrestle. I mean, Jericho is probably going to step wrong and just collapse. Oh, my God. He, he looks terrible, too. He, he's looked terrible for years. I was, I was listening to, I know this won't mean a lot to you, but I, was, I listened to Jim Cornette's podcast. He's one of my favorite wrestling people. And they said on his podcast a couple of weeks ago, the, the knock on Chris Jericho is that whoever the hot young person is in AEW, he mm-hmm. asked to be in a program with that person so he can automatically become hotter himself. They've done that with every single person so far. Hey. So now the, the, the thing is, is that if he becomes the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's going to ruin Trevor Lawrence. That would be bad because yeah. Trevor's is a, very pretty man. Yeah. The other question I have, I don't think he's attractive. He's got the hair. Girls like the hair. That big nose of his, though. He looks like Gonzo huh? the Great. With a, he looks like Gonzo the Great and Bert from Sesame Street had a love child. But great player. And, and again, falls in your lap. The number one player, probably the number one prospect since Andrew Luck. Yeah. And just falls in your lap. And this guy who couldn't develop a quarterback anywhere he's been gets him and still can't develop. I mean, I, I'm not a genius, as we all know. but And I'm not a quarterback guru, but I think I could have coached the Jacksonville Jaguars to 2-11 this year. Uh, you would think that allowing your quarterback to play how he knows he can play when he's got assets around him who have been doing this for several years and can help him oh, would be a good thing. I just would have – they don't run the football. They don't throw – they don't – they, they don't are, do anything. They're horrible. They're just horrible. And um, yeah, I I am so happy. I've never been so happy to see a coach get fired. <laughs> I think I mean, like I woke up, saw that on my phone, and immediately said, 
it's going to be a good day today. It uh, it's a good day for a lot of people. To good this, day to like, be an American today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so, Urban Meyer, you know, Godspeed. Well, not Godspeed. Go fuck yourself. And you know, Chad Khan, <laughs> don't screw this up, man. Do not. Don't make Kenny Omega the next head coach. Don't let the Young Bucks be the offensive and defensive coordinators. Don't and also, Cody Rhodes or his wife anywhere near the Jacksonville Jaguars. And don't pretend you're the University of Miami either. Don't be a dick. Yeah. I, I am rooting for the U to come back. I know you are, and we've discussed this, but I dislike how they handled their head coaching transfer. I, 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 you had a very valid point. I, and I agreed with, I agree with yes, how they did the head you coaching did. thing. I, I had a very big problem with that. So I had a bigger problem with that than what Brian Kelly did to, to, to Notre Dame. Fair enough. All right. Hey, um, I know you don't pay attention to this. I don't even pay this close attention to it, but mm-hmm. early signing period just happened for football, college football this <laughs> week. Yeah, yeah. And we have to give the awards. You know, we have to give an award for everything nowadays. I, I, Rankings. There's no, there's no championship ring for having the best recruiting class. But if they were, I guess either Jimbo Fisher or Nick Saban gets it, depending on what website you like best. Yeah. ESPN says that, that Texas A&M has the best recruiting class. 24-7 sports says Alabama does. Yep. And, and they had Bama, uh, ESPN had Bama too. Those are great. Obviously, they got great players coming. You're only as good as how you coach those players. And now with the portal, is this important at all? Um, I've never been a big believer in <clears throat> recruiting rankings, period. Um, they're great to cr- kind of get a temperature for what you may expect. But until those kids get on the court, get on the field, until they actually produce, Rankings mean nothing. And it's not even coaching because coaching is part of it, but those players actually have to play. And so transfer portal or not, KU is seeing some of this right now in basketball with Remy Martin. Mm -hmm. You know, they had somebody coming in who was projected to be the newcomer of the year from Arizona state. He's still trying to find his feet and this stuff happens. So I'm glad that they do this kind of stuff to make the fan base feel better and the coaching staff feel better and for them to be able to recruit off of it. But until the players play, none of it matters. Yeah. I did find one thing that I think was pretty cool. What's that? My man, primetime, Dion. The number one recruit in the country. Depends yes, on what sir. you look at. One service got him one. One service got him two. Yes, sir. Flips from Florida, which is Dion's. Frankly, that's Dion's alma mater. Yep. And now he's going to go to Jackson State. I think I, that's really cool. I love it. I think, um, you know, a lot of these players could really benefit from going to HBCUs. Yeah. Um, because they're smaller, they're concentrated. Yep. The support and the alumni is going to rally around these kids in a yep. way that they would never see yep. in the big five conferences. Yeah. And so I'm excited for Dion and I, for him nailing that guy and getting I, him to commit. 
I love it. I'm so happy for Jackson State. I'm happy for Dion. I'm happy for uh, – I'm going to call him Coach Prime just to say it. It's like I say it out loud. Coach hey, Prime. I can't well, wait to see what this kid does with the NIL and rakes it oh in. God, rake it Cheers in. to him. If Bryce, <laughs> if, 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 if Bryce can get – was it uh, right around a million bucks? Well, well yeah. this past yep. Year? Yep. You know, he's got Dion. This guy's had Dion as his head coach. They're going to well, figure out a way to get him in an athletic commercial. Exactly. And then, you know, I, I sent you a tweet earlier today, our favorite walk-on from KU, yeah. the tight end. He got, a, he got a new car. Good for him. You know, so there are some people who are not very happy about this. You know, the old school people, oh, they're, they're buying players, this and that. And you can argue that, I get it. But I heard a great, great number. And um, I might have said this last week. I don't know if I said it on our podcast or if it was on Tyler's podcast. But um, Andrew Brandt had the number, had the statistics that mm-hmm. the average NIL was $1,500. Yep. And that the majority of them were from non-revenue sports. Yep. And I just love it. It means it's working. It is. It it's working. The rich are going to stay rich. Yeah. I mean, and we're going to see, look, we're going to see a seismic shift in college sports on the revenue sports side as we football, women's college basketball, men's basketball. Yes. I do think they're going to bring women's basketball with. Yes. And I I think think the big five conferences will have their, almost their own league independent of the NCAA for those Mm -hmm. three sports, which with NIL rules is a tremendous idea because one, you have money filtering back to the schools. Yeah. Basically be license deals. Student athletes are going to get money through the NIL. But when you take the, take football out of the equation at some of these larger schools, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot easier for title IX. Yeah. Cause you're going to be able to fund those programs. We'll fund the programs. We're able to fund the programs. And for the people who are complaining about, well, at certain schools, they've had to get rid of baseball or golf or some certain sports. Many of them will bring those back. Yeah. Because they'll have the money. Yep. Because there'll be more licensed money coming in from those universities. It's all going to be different. And there is nothing but good things. The money's not going to be filtered to the top two or three people in the organization. It's going to have to be spread among everybody else. Like, right. Yeah, the football coach is still going to make $8 million. That is going to happen. And yes, the team can't pay these, these players. That money's going somewhere. And the university is just going to make deals and say, you know, the University of Kansas or the University of Alabama are going to make deals and say, okay, you can like the athletic department can license this name, but you're going to pay us this amount of revenue. Exactly. This percentage of revenue is going to go back to the general fund. That's where it's going to go. And there's going to be certain expectations. And that's, that's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. And five years from now, we can check in and see where we're at. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, we're going to see some different changes here. I just, I find it very cool and uh, everything going on here. So, Hey, I'm going to have you hang loose for a few minutes. We are going to come on. I did a little something with Tom Bridges from uh, Tyler Jones's from the Jones Report. We're going to talk, he and I are going to talk a little uh, college football, but can I bring you back on the backside? We'll want to talk about Christmas movies. 
Absolutely. We got to talk about those. Yeah. We, we were talking a little bit about this the last couple of weeks and we've got our little list, our kind of top five Christmas movies. And then I want to discuss Christmas movies as kind of the holidays are here. So hang loose for a little bit. I'm going to bring Tom on and then we're going to come back in a few minutes. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Hey, I want to welcome in uh, Tom. You've heard him on the uh, Tyler Jones on the Jones Report. This is going to be Tom Bridges, co-host of the the Jones Report. Tom, how you doing, bud? Good, good. Bo, it's been a little bit. It's been it, it, since it, I since the beginning of college football season. Yeah, we haven't been on. I haven't had you on here except for the once, and then we needed to get you back on. And then uh, I'm my segments on Tyler's show are just me and Tyler right now. So I miss being on with you every week over there. So, yeah, yeah, it's, we used to have a hell of a time on we, there. We're gonna have to get Tyler to hook that back up. So, yeah, we usually um, when I record, yeah, it's, them, it's kind of crazy. I mean, what I wanted to talk about is the bowl games, and I know you're a big college football guy, and I'm a big college football guy. And um, first off, I want to send my sympathies to you to Oklahoma State. I was rooting for you guys, the one team that just there on that last week in the, in the, in the championship game week comes down to one play, and my heart just bleeds for Oklahoma State, especially for that young man that running back. What's his name? Oh, Desmond Jackson. Desmond Jackson. Oh, my God. He gave every effort on the fourth down play to make it to the pylon. That play was blown up from the beginning. And just I feel bad for him. My heart was just breaking when I saw it happen. I was like, you got to make – oh. I mean, just a couple inches short, you know, story of my life. Yeah, the crowd went pretty crazy, too, because at first, before the defensive back stepped in the hole, it looked like he had an open lane to the end zone. And, mm-hmm. and there for a second, all the OSU fans went crazy, including myself, because I, I was like, oh, he's, he's got it. And yeah. then the defender steps up and, and you know, shuts it down. And, oh, uh, it was – you know, that was my first oh, time in uh, in Jerry World. Yeah. Um. And hopefully it won't be my last. Hopefully OSU can make it next year to the Big 12 championship again and hopefully redeem themselves. Um, but, you know, they they uh, that whole game, the OSU Cowboys played like the Dallas Cowboys, I thought. You know, the second half was a lot better, but golly, uh, you know, false hope uh, a little bit because the first half I had kind of written them off and was down. And we had – I went and had really good seats i was like you know what? i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this right the first time and and the options in jerry world for food and drink are pretty actually incredible nice. um and so i was down um drinking beers and drinking liquor and thinking you know whatever osu good season you know didn't yeah. think they had it in them to come back and when they start coming back yeah. i go go back up with you know, double fisting two beers and sit back down and think, all right, here we go. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. I've been a part of a lot of great Oklahoma State wins. When I say a part of being in the stadium for. Yeah. Also, I've been a part of quite a few heartbreaking OSU losses. That one right there, that's up there. Yeah. That is up there with uh, rip your heart out um, well, type of a game. I do think that it's not over. The season's not over for Oklahoma State. I think outside of the college football playoff, 
I think Oklahoma State has the most important job this bowl season. I mean, obviously, we got the four teams playing for a national title, but Oklahoma State has been given a very, very uh, important job, something that must be done, and that is spanking Notre Dame and reminding Notre Dame they are not worthy of being on the New Year's Six. That is not a good football team. I know that Notre Dame is actually a two-point favorite in this game. Oklahoma State's going to win this game, right? Yeah, I would hope so. Um, you know, it, it does look like several important key players for Notre Dame are out, um, whether that be via injury or just uh, declaring for the draft and getting ready for the draft. You know, you see that a lot now. Yeah. Um, with players, and I, I don't blame him either. I, you know, oh, no, I don't here, and I don't think he was going to go to the draft anyway. But, um, you know, in, in the Oklahoma State Miami bowl game, Cheez It Bowl last year, Derek King got hit and, and pretty sure tore his ACL, uh, yeah, um, just like that. And, and just essentially, I mean, the Cheez It Bowl, meaningless bowl, it was, it was yeah, fun to watch there, but. You know, if you're not playing for the playoff, then I don't blame a lot of these players um, for sitting out. So I think OSU has a pretty decent shot to do it, not downplaying Notre Dame. I mean, you know, Baylor got the Sugar Bowl out of that, you know, inches, you know, inches from the Sugar Bowl, I think, for OSU. I don't know. A lot of people would still have OSU in the playoff even if they won that game. But I think with Bama the way they won – I think OSU probably still would have been left out. But if I had to handpick who I wanted OSU to play, whether that be Ole Miss in the Sugar or, you know, Notre Dame in the Fiesta, I would have probably picked Notre Dame. Yeah. It's uh, the bigger – I feel like it's a bigger brand matchup. I agree. And I think it's, it's a marquee matchup. It's going to be a good game at the Fiesta Bowl. And I'm telling you, this is a job that we are – we as college football fans are trusting Oklahoma State with. And that is you must – destroy Notre Dame. Every you know, time and the, we, big, the Big 12 trusted us to beat OU, and we did that. We couldn't well, finish. Look, the that's job, right. We, you got to finish this job now, and you got to beat Notre Dame. We have to hold Notre Dame down at every chance we get. So that's, that's an important job. You need to relay that to your people. Make sure they know the importance of this, because other than the college football playoff, that is the most important game, in my view, for that reason and that reason alone. Um, hey, one other thing I want to talk about real quick. We're gonna. Would you have changed up if you were the playoff committee? Did they choose the right four teams in the right matchup? You know, a lot of people don't want two SEC teams in, and I'm usually opposed to two SEC teams. Um, but you know, I think I think with the way that it happened, with you know OSU ended up losing, and you know Cincinnati they did what they needed to do and won all their games and they beat Notre Dame. I think they probably got it right. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, I I don't know if if Alabama exposed Georgia was obviously a shock to everybody. I mean, Alabama had struggled, struggled with Arkansas and lost to A&M and had some other games. They did not look so hot in and it just blew the doors off of Georgia. So uh, I don't know if, you know, the four non-cons, you know, playing teams like, I don't know. I The, the one I remember because they got close to beating Florida teams, you know, you get that middle season yeah. cleanup when teams against like Sanford, 
like you know i hate i hate those but i think they probably got them right i don't you know whatever you want to put they couldn't just put you know they couldn't put georgia bama in the first round matchup well that was i I think they chose the right four teams and this was my question is i wonder and and I, i haven't seen this question asked i would love to see this because I think they did – I think they chose it this way based upon they were saying, hey, the two best teams, the two teams we want to see, we want to see the two SEC teams at the end. Um, you know, Bama becomes one, Georgia is two. Um, I'm sorry, it was Michigan two. I forget which one's which. I think it's Michigan's two and Georgia's three. Um, but then it doesn't matter, two, three is playing each other. I, I thought when they got into that committee room, especially when Michigan won – as big as Michigan won on Saturday night against Iowa, I thought there'd be a chance that Michigan would flip-flop or would jump over both Georgia and Alabama, and they'd put Michigan one. So they could have Bama versus Georgia in the semifinals because you're going to get ratings with a Bama-Georgia semifinal game you avoid having the SEC, all SEC championship game possibility, but then you have theoretically Michigan versus the winner of that SEC game. And you have Michigan versus Georgia or Bama. I think that there was a thought of that, but I think the thought also was, I think some people didn't trust that Michigan could beat Cincinnati. You know, and I, you know, and I didn't, and that could be the case. I mean, Michigan did get beat by Michigan State, but then they whomped on Ohio State. And, and, yeah. you know, after Michigan State got blown out by Ohio State. And so, I, you know, Michigan's a good team. I really wanted OSU to make the playoff to, to kind of hold a candle and see where we were, uh, you know, against the Blue Blood team. And, you know, Michigan's had their down years, and this is their finally their year to, to do it. Um, but I, I really wanted to see that matchup. I was really hoping for that, honestly, but, uh, you might be right about that. Um, and the only thing I think going forward with this playoff, when we talk about two sec teams and which has been the case, um, I don't know how many times is this only the second time it feels like it's been so many times. I think it feels that way because Clemson was in there a couple of times and they're considered kind of I a guess southern team. Too. But yeah, we've had we had a Georgia um Alabama championship, you know, national championship game already. We've had um well we've, I'll see Alabama's been in a couple of times. Now LSU's been in once. Now Alabama and Georgia are back in. So yeah, I mean there's always at least one. Right. Um, I guess I back to the 2011 BCS championship yeah. to bama and lsu yeah um and so you know especially big 12 people were kind of burnt out on that yeah um but yeah i think going forward i think when when the expansion happens and it's it's not an if but when i'm pretty sure I at this point i think it's i think it's got to be from maybe here on out depending on how many teams they expand to i think it's if you don't win your conference championship i think you're out well, I don't know they can do that if they expand, say they expand to eight, which I think is the most likely solution. Um, I mean, like, or like maybe your top five are yeah. conference championships. Yeah. Winners, and then I you get see to that, that the, large. 
Yeah, I can see that the Power Five champions are automatic entries. And then you have three at-larges. I can see that. Right. Like, then that saves your yeah. your spot for a team like Cincinnati. Yeah. Which, obviously, will be going to the Big 12 soon anyway. But, yeah, you know, it'll leave, it'll leave room for other people to get in there. I, I think that's the most logical thing to happen. And, and you know, if it expands eight and then there's two SEC, SEC teams, then so be it. But, um, you know, I, I think I think that's the thing most people have an issue with, and I agree. If you don't win your conference championship, you shouldn't be in. Yeah. But it, w- it was so hard to do that. We already knew if Bama won, they would they would both be getting in. Yeah. You know, if Georgia wins, Alabama's out. Yeah, I think that doing a backdoor thing where if you don't win your division, I think that'd be a problem for me. Right? Yeah, I mean, kind of so um, hey, one thing I think we're going to do here. So I was talking, we just talked before we got on, and I know Tyler Jones. I think is going to get in. Uh, you and me, Tyler Jones, and we're going to have Token Girl do uh, her picks as well. We're going to pick all the college football games against the spread, and we'll. Uh, I'm going to we're going to shoot you. I will let you shoot those picks back over to me before we, before Friday for the first games. Um, but I wanted to ask, what do you think? Is there any games in particular? We talked about Oklahoma State and Notre Dame. Is there any other games if you look at the schedule and you go, that's the point to watch? That's the game I've got to watch. You know, and, and right now, from just storylines, I'm obligated to say, and I think there's a lot of other people obligated to say uh, that it's going to be the Alamo Bowl. Um, it's going to be OU in, in Oregon. You know, Oregon loses Cristobal. And yeah. uh, obviously, OU, that whole debacle with Lincoln Riley and the recruits and other players declaring for the draft. And, you know, the whole mess of that. Bob Stoops is coaching that damn game. Um, as much as I hate OU, um, and I'll probably root against them, to be honest. I'm, I'm that asshole um, that roots against the Big 12 when it's OU or Texas. Um, <laughs> I, especially now they're going to the SEC. I'm like, all right, I'll root for Oregon. Yeah. Um, I want to see, you know, what they're made of after yeah. something like that happens. Yeah. That, 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 that's my first, you know, game. I'm like, okay, I have to watch this. That's one of the first ones for me as well. That same day. Um, I had three or four of that one. And then um, you said Oregon and Oklahoma. I'm interested in that. Clemson and Iowa State, I think it's going to be a good game. I think we find out is Iowa State really ready to be, you know, we have this thing now where with the Big 12 where Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. And it's kind of like, okay, who's going to be the alpha, the alpha male from here? And Oklahoma State and Iowa State are the two teams and maybe even Kansas State could all just say, hey, it's our league. We want to be the favorite, especially these other teams coming in. And so, um, that, I think that and, and if, if Miranda ends up staying at Baylor, I mean, Baylor too, with yeah. the success he's already I built. I totally this agree. Yeah. And I like Miranda as well. I, I totally agree with you on that. So I think these bowl games are actually important for that. Um, I think Iowa state, if they could beat Clemson, I think that's a big deal. And so would, be, would that, that be the win for the program? Yeah. I mean, even over OU, you know, they've beat OU several times, but you go in and beat a a Clemson team, even though they're not near what they used to be, uh, I think that would be – it would be huge for Iowa State. Yeah. I think another one, the day before that, those are both on the 29th. The day before that, on the 28th, 
Houston's playing Auburn. I think that's I'd be interested to see, you know, can Houston is Houston for real? And that's Dana Holgerson. Yeah, I tell you, I like Houston. I thought, and, and we we talked about this in the Jones report. I was on with, with Tyler last week uh, before the championship games, I should say, two weeks ago. And I said, hey, people are sleeping. Like, if Cincinnati beats Houston, which they did, and they beat them pretty convincingly, I said, people are just going to erase that as, you know, some kind of a, of a, oh, well, they beat Houston. But if they lose to Houston, they're going to be like, oh, see, they're going to hold it against Cincinnati. When Houston's a good team, Houston's going to beat Auburn. I'm convinced of. I think so too. I mean, I would. I think Houston's going to beat Auburn. What the spread is on it? Uh, let me look. I had it up here a minute ago. Um, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to give Auburn Houston is a three point favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you right now, give me Houston the points. Yeah. Hell yeah. I might even put some real money on that. Yeah. I mean, I like Houston. I, I have a good feeling about it. Auburn. I, you know, they're. Bo, Bo Nix is leaving the Auburn program. Did you see that yet? I haven't heard. Uh, Bo Nix no. did a big, a big thing on social media. This was we're recording this on Tuesday. He was, I think it was either Sunday or Sunday. Like a it looked like a hostage video. Uh, he is leaving. He's going to the transfer portal. Um, I have not seen where he's going yet. I've heard a couple of different things, but I mean, it's just all speculation. Um, you know, I did see that uh, Rattler is going to South Carolina. Okay. So that, that was kind of – Thank you. Yeah. So we get a quarterback right. there. Rattler announced today he's going to South Carolina. So that, that was game cock. Yep, it's going to be Gamecock. Yep. It's a long way from home. I figured he was going back west. Yeah. So, and you know, it's funny. We're looking, we're talking about that Iowa State Clemson. I'm looking at the spreads here for a second. Iowa State Clemson to pick them. Really? Yeah. I'm actually looking, according to the two and a half. Well, I'm looking at, well, I'm looking at uh, the Vegas odds as of right now. It depends on where you're looking. Okay. So I'm seeing uh, Caesars has got to pick them. Um, It opened as Clemson a one point favorite. And now I'm seeing where Iowa State is a two-point favorite at a couple of the books. Oh, man, that's a game. If it wasn't straight up, I don't know. That's almost a game I wouldn't even want to touch. Yeah. We're going to use for our pick them, we're going to use the Caesars now. Because I like their commercials. There you go. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the Caesars commercials? Yeah, oh, yeah. With, with J.B. Smooth and, uh, and the, the Mannings? Uh, yeah. Cooper, you're my favorite. I love, I love those. So, and I'm a Manning guy. So, um, but yeah, I wanted to ask about that. See what you is there any other games that you're looking at and going, wow, that's going to be a good game? It's got to be Ohio State and Utah for me. I think that yeah. that game, I, what's, do you have the spread pulled up on that one? Yeah, I do. Uh, let me see here. Ohio State is a six and a half point favorite currently. I don't know. I think I could see Utah doing it. Yeah. So I, really I watched can. Utah twice, both the games against Oregon, and they were dominant both games. And you don't want to ever do the this team, team A beat team B, who beat team C, so team A is better than team C. Um, and Ohio State's loaded with talent. But, you know, how much of and, – and I, I almost think that their loss to Michigan is, is kind of a half ass fluke. 
I don't I mean they got they got handled in that game, don't get me wrong. But it was the snowy day and the run game, and Michigan is overcommitted to running the football, which is great for Michigan. And Ohio State didn't have that. But Utah's not going to do that. Utah's going to play a different kind of game. I think it's a sneaky good game, too. I think you're spot on. That's on New Year's Day. And I think it, this is kind of cool. Um, New Year's Day falling on Saturday really helps us out because we've got a really good slate of games that day. I think every game on New Year's Day is going to be fun to watch. They're all good matchups. Yeah, I'm going to have to try not to get super crazy the night before so yeah. I can wake up. To- well, we here's the order in which they're going to have. So New Year's Day at noon our time, noon central, or noon the time of the game. we got Arkansas versus Penn State. Oh, I had it here. Let me get, oh, I just lost it in the back. Okay, yeah. So 11 a.m. Central will be Penn State versus Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. Noon Central time, we got Iowa versus Kentucky in the Citrus Bowl. Noon Central time, we've also got Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. I'm sorry, that's 1 o'clock their time, so it's going to be 3 o'clock here. 3 o'clock here, Notre Dame versus Ohio versus Oklahoma State. Uh, then the Rose Bowl, we got Ohio State versus Utah. And then the night game, the Sugar Bowl, we got Ole Miss and Baylor, which will be another great game. I think all those are really great matchups. I think the bowl games did a better, did a really good job of matching up those teams. And we should it should be exciting. Yeah, I think so. It's it's um, you know, I, I think for the most part they they got it right in terms of the matchups. And, you know, that's, that's one of those days that you just pull out every monitor in your house to yep. get as many games on and coverage as you can. Yeah. You're doing some flipping back and forth. At least, at least have two going and, and just have the food brought to the house or cook early and just don't even, don't even I'm not even get out. I'll be in sweatpants and t-shirt all day long. I actually, have tic- I have tickets to the KU, KU basketball game that day. I gave them to my wife. I was like, you go take somebody. Go go do that. Have fun. Right. I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even considering going to that game. So yeah, um, and, and that's that's one of those things too. Usually I would be at the game, so I would miss it. You know, usually I would be at the bowl game. Um, you know, for OSU, but like I said, the drive too long and the flight too much. So I'll be right there, you know, with you just kicking back and and taking the first day of the year in uh hopefully on a good note that's right hey um one last bowl thing and we'll, we'll go move on and then we'll get you out of here um who do you think is the last team standing who do you got standing at the end here uh you know what i, I hate to say it i really do i hate it um but i've got i've got alabama mm-hmm. i've got alabama i think i think they got i think that win against over georgia I think that's kind of getting hot at the right time and, and you know, give Saban however long um, to prepare. And, yeah. you know, he's already prepared for Georgia. We assume Georgia will beat Michigan. Maybe not. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think Alabama will handle Cincinnati just fine. And uh, and I think it could it'll probably end up being uh, an SEC championship rematch for the championship. Um, if, you know, if I had to be a betting man, but – I hate to say it. I think Nick Saban gets another one. Yeah. You know, I, I, I shouldn't even say this loud in the podcast, but I was watching the 
um, the Alabama-Auburn game a couple weeks ago. And after the game, I don't know, did you see the video of after Saban walk, walk through the – he walked back off the field and he's back talking and his wife walks up to him. Have you seen this yet? Uh-uh. No one's been made a big deal of it. I, maybe it's just something I read into it. Um, his wife comes running up to him and gives him a big old hug and a kiss on the cheek and everything. And she was so excited for the win. And I, maybe she was just excited because it is Auburn. It was, you know, a great comeback and a great way with the, with the overtimes and everything. It could just be caught up in the moment. But part of me wondered, does she know something the rest of us don't know yet? You know, he might have turned well, seven. I, I mean, you know, I, I was, I forget who I was talking to. Is he going um, to, he told her privately that maybe this is it? He out. He's, he hangs it up if he wins it. Maybe. I, I don't want to spe- – I mean, if there's a guy who loves the grind. It's Nick Saban. So I don't think of it – he even thinks of it as work. But, you know, I mean, I just – I maybe I'm reading too much into what I saw in one person's body language. But if there's anyone who would know, obviously it'd be her. I mean, that's true. Be, you know, you beat Auburn for the last time on your way out. Yeah. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked. Like I said, I was – who I was talking to, but I was watching an Alabama game of, of him kind of just walking on the sideline. Looks a little shaky. Yeah. I, I mean, think he, that they were – I mean, they've obviously improved through the season, but they had a couple of hiccups, but they were still trying to find their identity. And that's where I wonder, like – so I picked the same winners in the, in the semifinals game that you have. I have both Bama and Georgia winning. And part of me does not want to overreact to how bad Georgia played and how well Bama played in that first meeting. And part of me wants to stick with the idea that, hey, Georgia's been the better team all year long. And maybe it was the one time that Georgia didn't play well and Bama played their best game of the year. Well, Because this is the same Bama team that really didn't play well against Auburn. I mean, they had to go to over four overtimes to beat Auburn. You know, they got to get, they, they barely beat LSU. They lost to AM. It's like, okay, there's some, we see some things. Now, I think part of it is they are getting better as the season goes on. But I do wonder if maybe we're overinflating that one victory and just thinking, well, this is what it's going to be. So I, I don't know. I don't have a real good feel for that championship game. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have a I mean, better feel for it once I watch the semifinal game. I mean, that's something to watch out for just because, I mean, that, I mean, it happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, okay, take, for example, look at the Rams-Cardinals game last night. The Rams actually got great shit game. down of in the first game. Yeah. And then Rams last night played phenomenal. Great example. You know, and they were missing people due to COVID. Yeah. That's a great example. I mean, that was a 30-point swing. Well, they well the Rams lost by thirty the first time, and then I mean, dominated terrible. Monday night, yeah. and they had all their players healthy. Yeah, so it's a great example. That's why I'm kind of there was down last. Yeah, yeah, that very uh, well could be the case. Yeah, so the last thing I'm going to have you to talk about with you, and I'm going to get you out of here, is Coach Bono's podcast, Fantasy Football League. My man, you're killing me. I had you to do it me. to you. You beat me. That's the look. All I had to do was win two, and I'm in. See, I, you, I have to 
uh, I, I looked at it this morning actually because I was like, what do I need to happen? Um, my points scored are not that high, so I have to have heel to the chief lose. Lose, yes. Brandon Wallace I have, to have to lose. lose, and I have and I have to win. Yeah, and uh, I think I'm try- I play one of the top four seeds. I think. Yes. So, so I looked at it because I'm the one behind you guys. So we have a, a 12 team league. We did this. We made this difficult. Only four teams get in. The top two, the, the, the number one, two, one, two, and three are all nine and five. You and Hill to the Chief are uh, eight and six. There are then three of us sitting at seven and seven. Now the tiebreakers are points scored. Um, you are about 27 points behind for the season, behind your person that you're tied with in score. Of the people who are at my level, one level below you, I'm by far ahead in points. So it looks like those top three, so I think um, the fourth seed and the five seed are both playing the two and the three currently. So I expect to see, like, I – if you win and the four seed were to lose, you're in. Right. But if that's the hope, I'm over here rooting against you, buddy. I got you and I need healed to the chief. It's Brandon Wallace, my buddy there. Uh, shout out to B Dog. If those, if you two lose and I win, I'm in. Yep. Because I'm way ahead of both of you in points. Who do you, who do you play? I play. I play token girl. Okay, so you're good. I, I think so. Well, I mean, I say that, but you never know. I play token girl. Yeah. Who token girl? And, and she's going to kick my ass when I say this. Uh, I'm playing token girl, who is in currently in last place. Um, now, to her credit, she's won again. She's four and ten. After she starting, just beat, what's that? She started she oh, beat, eight. She just beat Tyler, I think. She did. She beat Tyler Jones this past week. And she's only eight total points out of moving out of last. So even if I beat her, she still has a chance to move out of. She can actually move up even though she loses this next week, which is what I want. I just don't want Token Girl to finish last. So, um, but yeah, so it looks like in theory, if you're just looking at records, it looks like I'm going to have a chance. But because we have the four seed playing the two, you're playing the three seed. That's Uncle Rico, a guy, Uncle Rico. So, and he's an, and he's a football nerd. I mean, he's going to figure out a way to win. He usually does. He's got a he's, he's got a solid team. I looked at it. It'll he be, does, man. He's going to be hard to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but man, this is unbelievable. We've come down to it. I was just I was rolling along. I was in first. I was in second. I was in first. I was in second. And then I've gone on just a miserable streak of games here where I've lost three out of four. And find myself in sixth place. I mean, it just happened. I mean, hell, I started like two and five. I've won seven of the last eight. Yeah, I'm gonna which have is to, crazy. I'm gonna have to be making phone calls to my players. I'm gonna be like, hey, what's going on? I, I just heard a few minutes ago that Odell Beckham is on the COVID nineteen list. Right, and I'm that's like, one oh, of my receivers. He, I haven't played him the last couple of weeks, but I was considering him. I. I'm uh, you know what my fallacy, my, my my problem is here. I I've built this team around Joe Burrow, and I love Joe Burrow. 
and he came back through up. in the clutch for me a couple of times. And, you know, I've got him, I've got Chase, I've got Higgins, you know, I've got Kelsey, I got Travis Kelsey tight end. My running backs have been solid, but now DeAndre Swift is hurt. So that's hurt me out last couple of weeks. That's why I've lost a couple of these games. But what I can't count on is not Joe Burrow. It's not, it's that the, the Bengals coaching staff is just off. I, I mean, they, they started out hot. They, they have to fire everybody in that building. I mean, they're getting close to potentially missing the playoffs. They're out of the playoffs right now. I mean, they're their 10th seed now. And when you look at oh, their I, schedule, they play the Chiefs still. They play uh, the, the Ravens again. Um, the, the Bengals, we were just talking about it, me and a friend last night. I'm like, they're not going to make the playoffs. Their last four is too tough. Yeah, they have to pull off some spectac- spectacular mm-hmm. – I mean, play a game. Yeah, Chiefs are right now too. So yeah, and the Chiefs have gotten themselves right. I just yeah, uh, I talked about it on Monday's pod. It was you know the Chiefs. These things setting up great for the Chiefs now. So uh, unfortunately, it's like it <laughs> first as a opposing fan, it's like oh my gosh. Yeah, I figured the window was closing, and they just had to I don't know find their identity, which is weird. But he did though. They he they did. had. They've I mean, they laid an ass on the Raiders now, and they are they are back to being the Chiefs that we thought they'd be. And were they won seven in a row? Something like that. Uh, I mean, it's been it's been crazy. You know, at, I remember at the beginning of the year you took the Rams, and so after last night, I'm hoping that uh, maybe the Rams are getting back to form too. Yeah, I you know I early season took the Rams Titans was my Super Bowl, and. Well, I really liked my pick early. And then the Rams fell off, and then the Titans were looking great. Derrick Henry gets hurt. It's like, God damn. Right. Oh, man. And we're going to see you. more of this. We're going to see more of this injury thing over these next few years with the extra 17th game. I think people aren't giving that any, any thought that it is going to be more and more difficult in these 17 game seasons that the exponential growth of injuries just by one extra game is exponential. It's not just a yeah. Little- Important careers, and we're seeing and we're seeing that already. Yeah, I, I believe. Um, yeah, so I wonder how long. I, I mean, obviously, the money made is is you know the league likes that, but I wonder if you know a, a player's agreement will come into play and they'll say we need to lower it back down. I could see I, it happening. I don't Six see it. Happen. I just don't see it ever. I don't. Once you've opened genie, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. It's they're they're going to be in seventeen games. There's just too much money to be left on the field to that not do it. I mean, I, I don't think we'll see an 18th game, but I think we'll see a, we'll see 17 for the for a good while now. So yeah, I mean, and and you know maybe that's even more important to win your you know your first set of games and not put yourself in that position, if at all possible, trying to fight. Yeah, um, for a playoff spot, you know, there's an extra game to fight for, but hell, if you can coast. You know, yeah, it'd be a lot easier. It's a lot easier to be the team that only has to win two of the last five to get in, or three of the last five to get in, as opposed to a team that's sitting there with four games to go and got to win all four. Right. You know, if you're in the so, AFC right now, you got to look at it and go, okay, how do I get to eleven wins? Right. Yeah, you got to battle each game, and you know that's putting your body on the line each and every yeah. week. So I mean, it's, it's as opposed. Well, hey, 
Tom, thank you for coming on this week. I'm gonna we're gonna get you out of here. Let you, let you enjoy the rest of your day. Get your stuff done. And hey, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, let's chat again after. Let's chat again after the first round of bowl games before the championship game. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Hopefully. Yeah. And then let's celebrate when Oklahoma State just put the mask up on another man. Oh, man, I'm hoping. I might even have to Zoom call you to, to cheers a beer or a shot Absol- after the game. Absolutely. You just FaceTime me, and we will we'll chug a beer together. I'm, ho- I'm hoping so. I'm yep. ho- maybe oh, either in victory or in defeat. I'm hoping it's <laughs> the first one. Hey, let, 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 uh, positive vibes only. Let's get this thing going. Let's, let's beat down Notre Dame while you got a chance. Anytime you got a chance so. to hold them down, hold them down. All right. No touchdown, Jesus. I'm hoping. We'll see. Okay. There you go. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I will chat with you real soon. Take care. Sounds good. We'll see you. Thanks. All right. Be good. Hey, we're back. Uh, I want to say thanks to Tom Bridges for coming on, talking all about the bowl games. And we are actually going to have a Coach Bono's podcast, Bowl Pick'em. Um, it's going to be Tom Bridges my, you know, from the Jones Report. Basically, it's going to be us versus the Jones Report. So okay. Tom and Tyler are both picking. Uh, we're picking all the games with the spread. Now, I got to choose which spread to use because it's my podcast. We use Caesars spreads because I love their commercials. Hey, JB Smooth. JB Smooth. Do you know who that is? Do you know who the Cleopatra is? Uh, Holly Berry. Holly Be- I didn't realize it. Until this past weekend, and I was like, I mean, she's gorgeous, and she's gorgeous in that. But I didn't realize it was her, and I was like, oh, my God. I had to look it up because I, I was did, like, I know I that saw, face. I saw it on TikTok was where I figured it out. Look at you. So, oh, yeah, and stuff. I was on TikTok, and I love J.B. Smooth. He is my favorite part of Kirby Enthusiasm, and I love him as, C- him as Caesar's perfect. It is. It's really good. And the, the commercials with the Mannings are cracking me up. Yeah, with Cooper in the background, just yeah. kind of staring off. Yeah, the first glasses. one where, where he's slicing the turkey, he's just slicing the turkey, and he's telling mm-hmm. the stories, and Peyton's questioning him, and Archie's questioning him, and Cooper's just sitting there like like a kid in bewilderment. Yes, of the story, I love it. Yeah, I saw the new one this past weekend where uh, Caesar's telling the story of uh, the press is asking Caesar, "Is this the first time you've met the Mannings?" And he says, no, the first time I met the Mannings was in 2007 at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's where Peyton and Eli are getting into it about the helmet catch. Yeah. And then he says, now everybody is, all the Mannings are friends of Caesar. He says, especially you, Cooper, you're my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Because Peyton's like, oh, I would hit him in the numbers. I would hit him in the and numbers. Then, and then Cooper's just kind of in the background, looking around, and enjoying the scenery. I want to see the commercial. And as we all know, I'm a mark for the Mannings. I, I named my son after Peyton. Archie mm-hmm. was my hero as a little kid. I just want to see one time where Archie just lets loose from those kids. Where he just looks at him and says, you know what? You guys were great quarterbacks, but I was the best damn athlete of all of them. None of you had to get chased around the field like I did. Or maybe... Um... You ever ran around the field being chased by nine guys like I was in the Saints, you know, or maybe Archie will just show up with a bag on its head and we'll make it real fun. We don't, we don't make fun of Archie Manning. I'm just saying, there'll be no making fun of Archie Manning. Just saying, there'll be no making fun of Archie. Manning. 
that's that's all right. We're gonna move on. So, uh, but yeah, so Tom, so basically Tom and Tyler versus you and me, and uh, we're gonna have a little fun with this. We all we've all picked all the games. Um, then we did a plus three and a plus five pick. Yep. So, how strong do you feel about two picks? So, let me get your picks back up here because. I'm not going to go through all of them. There's too many damn games for us to read them all off. But let's see. Uh, Token Girls plus three was Houston, which I like. I like that. That's good. Houston uh, over Auburn. Over yeah. Auburn. And I think that's, that's going to be one of those games I think it's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, App State was your fifth, was your five-point pick. Very yeah. ballsy. Love the pick. And then national champion, you've chosen – Sadly, Alabama. Alabama. Now, I have picks in so far for you and Tom. I do not. I've not put mine in yet. I'm going to Mm -hmm. later. I will get Tyler soon. I'll have those in. Since I am the host of this show, I will wait to see who Tyler picks as national champion before I do. I'm not going to let it be four across on Alabama. Hey, that's okay. We're going to get two points for that. But um, I will tell you that I am going to pick either Bama or Georgia. I, it, it makes oh, logical I, sense. I am I am leaning toward Georgia. And I'll tell you what convinced me that Georgia can do this. This past Monday night, watching mm-hmm. the Rams come back big and beat the chart, beat the Cardinals the way they did. Mm-hmm. If you remember earlier in the season, it was the huge spread. The Cardinals beat the hell out of the Rams. The Rams went in under gun this past week and they beat up the Cardinals. And I thought, you know what? Georgia can, is not as bad as they played in that game. Bama has not played a game better than that all season. They're somewhere in the middle. Right. But I just so don't I, – Oh, I, I fuck, they finally Georgia. did it. Sorry. I'm going to make a pick this – I'll make a pick this weekend. Okay. Before the first game on Friday, by the time you hear this podcast, I will have made the pick. Okay. As long as Jody's I mean, got me his stuff. And you'll have to forgive my utterances, given that we are recording this during the Chiefs yeah, Chargers let's, game. Let's be transparent about that. We are recording this now in the fourth quarter of the Chiefs Chargers game. And, and so you I, hear Ellen go, "Ooh, ah!" It's because the Chiefs are doing something, or the Chargers are driving like they are now. Frankly, I don't. Again, by the time you hear this, this game will be over. The Chargers should be up at least seven, if not ten, because they should have been sticking these field goals. Well, they finally converted a fourth down. So yeah, you gotta kick field goals. You need points, points on the board. Three times they should kick field goals. Now they might not have made the third one because it was further out. But come on, you got at least put the points on the board. Yeah. So especially when you're playing the Chiefs, you know they can go to the, you know they can score. So yeah. All right. Um, I did. I wanted to ask you before we get into Christmas stuff real quick here. Uh, we do have our picks in. We've all talked about this. Uh, I failed to mention fantasy football and give the Coach Bono's podcast update in fantasy football. Hey, and you know what? Miracles still continue throughout December and as I beat Tyler Jones. You did. Tyler took Tyler Jones to town. And Token Girl is now tied for last place. Four <laughs> and ten is a is a is a I don't want to call it a, a, a good last place, but it's at least a reasonable. You've won four games. I'm in another league where last place is two and twelve right now. I mean, like Jacksonville. And and honestly, 
Jacksonville and this fantasy football owner about the same. So sorry. Yeah. There's there's a goal line possible fumble recovery for the Chiefs, which oh, is okay. very exciting. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> see, and you're watching it live while I'm streaming it. So I'm behind here. So um, but here's where we're at. So after getting beat this past week, I have now fallen out of the playoffs. This is sad this for is sad. you. Now there is a way for me to get in. I need help. And what what is the magic? Because I, you and I are playing each other this week. Yes. How so, can I help you, Bo? Well, you can help me when I start the starting lineup. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. So I'm playing you. I've got to win. I mean, obviously, I got to take care of my business first. I've got to win, and then I'm going to need for both our boy Brandon Wallace and for Tom Bridges to lose. Tom beat me this past week, and I need both of them to lose. If that were to work, then we would be in a three-way tie, and total points would get me in because I'm way ahead in total points. Okay. So I'm going to need some help to get in here. So that's where we're at. Um, However, if you beat me, you will have a chance to not be in last. That wouldn't be awful. So I can't root against you. I appreciate that. But at the same time, um, this game's too important for me. I fully understand that. At this point, I have no idea what the lineups are going to be for teams come Saturday, Sunday, Monday with COVID. Yeah. It could be the Wild West. Yeah. Um, I do have a dilemma, a fantasy football dilemma. We talked about this off the air. I'm going to bring it on the air this time. I'm in another league. I'm in another league that six out of 12 teams make the playoffs. I'm currently the sixth seed. My son is in this league. Mm-hmm. And my son is in his second year in the league. Now, in this league, um, I've been in the league for five years. I've won it twice. Okay. Uh, I finished in the top five last year. I think I finished in the top three last year. Uh, Peyton beat me in the playoffs. My son beat me in the playoffs last year. And he won the league. And he has dominated this year. He's 12-2. and two. He is 200 points ahead of everybody. He could lose this week. And it would, he could not start everybody, and it wouldn't matter. He's okay. in the number one seat. Now, the one and the two seeds get buys in that league. They designed this in a weird way. Okay. I don't like buys. We do this when we do top four in our league because we don't play week 18. But um, in that league, it's a six, It's the last three weeks. And so we'll have we'll play this week. Here's my question, Ellen. It doesn't look like there is a situation where I can move up high enough to where I would not play my son in a semifinal game. Okay. Now, we've already decided that if one of us wins the league, we are both going to probably leave the league. We're not very happy with the league. It's people who aren't trying. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> and we decided that let's, what we really wanted to do was finish one and two. We wanted to be in the final game, and we were just uh-huh. going to be like, okay, look, we'll play it, but we're just going to chop it. And we would just win as father's son. We would rule the universe like Darth Vader and the emperor, you know, rule as Darth Vader tried to do with Luke Skywalker, his father. Sure. However, we decided that we're not going to try to rule the universe anymore after this season. Ellen, 
to try to be a good father and let my son beat me in the playoffs. Hell no. I just know, but a hell no. Your child, love him. He is 19 years of age. He knows how to lose. He's played sports. And if you should spank him in a fantasy football playoff game, that's what you should do. So I should remind him of who his father is. Yes. Okay. That that explanation I can take. Okay. Okay. Um, as we're watching the game here, you know the commercials come on, and, and I'm streaming it here, and so we got we got a commercial for the Paramount Network at Paramount Plus. And mm-hmm. uh, do you watch Yellowstone? I don't. I have the first couple of seasons are on Peacock, which yeah. I do have a subscription to. I do not have a subscription to Paramount. Okay. I've tried the first couple episodes, mm-hmm. haven't got back into it. I know people adore it. Yeah. I, there is a Yellowstone prequel coming. Oh, it's Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Mm. And when I mentioned that name to you earlier, you, you beat yes. me to the punch when I mentioned Yellowstone prequel. Yes. What is it about Sam Elliott that just makes every woman I've ever known make the face and the voice that you just did? My wife, my mother-in-law, it doesn't matter. My, if my grandmother were, would, had her facilities, she would probably feel the same way. I would bet there's 15 year old girls who think the same thing of Sam Elliott. He's like 70 years old. What? He's a handsome man. I, I, and the voice is something. He is. And they are. And I'm sorry, Chargers just intercepted on the Chiefs two yard line. Um, and I assume they're, oh no, it's first goal. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So after the Chiefs intercepted the Chargers goal line stand. Yeah, that was a fumble. But yeah, I'm with you. No. I, again, I'm two or three plays behind. So um and so yeah, go, yay, that was the turnover. Yeah, no, it uh it was a tip up um and interception. So uh yeah. Anyways, but yes, yeah, Sam Elliott. He I think of him in Roadhouse. I think of him in um Tombstone. Tombstone. I think of him in why am I blanking on the movie that he was the the voiceover with uh the bowling ball. God, why am oh, I oh the big Lebowski? The big Lebowski. Sometimes you eat the bar, sometimes the bar eats you. Yeah. Yes. Um, so many things that he has just kind of been that guiding character and he for good or bad for him um has always aged older than he actually is yeah and so you just kind of see him as kind of like the sexy older dude yeah and he's looked the same for like 30 years and that's it right because now he's made 30 years he's finally 70 right and he looks like he's like a 50 year old like yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Right. I'm here. And that yeah, voice, I'm, yes, I'm come read me my sexuality, I can say it's a good looking man. Right? Yeah, come read I me that time story. My wife, she could pull Sam Elliott. I'd be like, hey, God bless you. I mean, it'd be like me pulling Scarlett Johansson. We we all have dreams and wishes. You know, I Colin Jost beat me to that one somehow. Uh, I guess he's funnier than you are. I don't know if he is. Uh, he might. He be. might be. He might. Be. <laughs> he might. Be. 
<laughs> I do think he's really funny. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, we were talking, and uh, you know, we're getting near the holidays now, and so I wanted to talk about Christmas movies today. Yes. Kind of get us ready. We're going to do a little something next week as well, but um, I was looking at the IMDb like top 100 Christmas movies of all time. Okay. I'm not going to read through all of them, obviously. I'm, not even, I'm going to read through the top five real quick, maybe 10. Okay. Uh, number one, It's a Wonderful Life. I've never seen that movie. Oh, it's it's really great. It's great. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Not, not even it's Christmas movie. It's really great. Uh, number two, Die Hard. Here for it. Okay. I we we talked about it briefly a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Well, we're gonna there. We're going before we get into our rating. Okay. We're talking about his Die Hard Christmas movie. Okay. Uh, number three, A Christmas Carol. Which the version? Was the nineteen fifty one version? Ooh. Nobody described this was yeah. No, I like. Uh, well, I was for George C. Scott is kind of yeah. my go-to. Okay, I'm with you on that. Okay. As like, Scrooge. I like that. Okay. Of uh, the original animated Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, I do love Rudolph. That I, whole series I, of movies, Frosty, yeah. Rudolph. Yep. Right. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I need to go back and rewatch that. It's solid. I appreciate it a lot more now that I'm older and married. Um, yeah. And you have in-laws. You to host, <laughs> if you ever have to host a holiday, you'll mm-hmm. appreciate that movie more. Home Alone. Okay. I don't really think of Home Alone as a Christmas movie. I don't know why. It takes place right. on Christmas, so it should. Uh, a Christmas Story. Oh, Christmas Story, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, Ralph, you shoot your eye out, kid. And TBS, repeat yeah. for 24 hours. Yeah, 24 hours of it. It's always on. That's a classic. Um, Miracle on 34th Street. Also, I have not seen that. Okay. All right. Uh, Elf? Yes. I enjoy Elf. I like Elf. I know a lot of people think it's stupid. Bad Santa. I haven't seen that all the way through. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. A couple of others that I thought were weird. Gremlins on here seems weird. That seems out of place for me on that. No, it doesn't. Um, if you, the timing of it, it's all on Christmas yeah, day no, and night. Yeah, screw that. I didn't like that movie the first time I saw it. I never watched it again. No, it's, Scro- it's good. I love Scrooge. Bill Murray. Bill Murray Scrooge. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Trading Places. Interesting. That's how more to the consider whole it. holiday. It's more the whole holiday season. Yeah. I consider it a Christmas movie. I do love that movie though. That movie's so yes. Simple. To this day, there are still lines that I quote from that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the Santa Claus. Okay. Now you know. Uh, I'm not going to get too far in here, but uh, where's oh, love? Actually, where's love actually? Twenty. I list? just scrolled over. Twenty-two is love actually. Oh, that's sad. I like to watch it every year and cry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever actually watched this movie. Oh, I it's I I enjoy it. Oh, I see why now. It has two people I don't like. I don't really care for Hugh Grant in movies, and Laura Linney. I just don't care for her at all in movies. I don't, Hugh Grant, I don't know why, but I don't like her in anything. Hugh he Grant, has a bitch face for me. Hugh Grant is actually excellent in this movie as the Prime Minister of of the UK. Okay. Uh, as being a total douche, Laura Lenny, I think I feel her in this role maybe okay. more than anything that she's done. Okay. Here's one, 29, The Ref. Have you ever seen The Ref with Dennis no. Leary? No. Ooh, treat yourself on that one. Dennis Leary as The Ref. Okay. You'll like it. Dennis Leary okay. is, uh, pulls off a robbery on Christmas night. 
it's either Christmas night or Christmas Eve. And mm-hmm. um, he, is, he and his guy get separated. He ends up uh, breaking into a house and the husband and wife are fighting. He has to kind of be the referee between the husband and wife. Ah. Um, uh, the, the husband is Kevin Spacey. So I know that he's been like canceled in this world, but he's really good in the movie because um, the wife's like just beats up on him the whole time. It's really funny. Actually kind of funny, especially if you know what's going to happen later in his life. So Sure. Um, uh, the Polar Express. Okay. Yeah. They, 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 one that I, thought. I mean, they do trains out here for the Polar Express. Yeah. So um, let me see here. I'm trying to think of a few more here that I really like on this list. Uh, um, what about White Christmas? Okay. Let me see. I must have missed this. I'm out in the 50s now. So let me see. White Christmas. Um, why am I not finding that? And maybe it's just further down. I'm still looking. I'm not. Mike, you're 37. 37. Okay. Crosby. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. How the hell is Shazam? A Christmas movie? Asinbad? Or is that? Is No, this is the one, the newer one with... Uh, I don't know who that guy is. Oh, so this is the one from twenty nineteen. Alt Marvel movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, all right. So hey, did so you're there? Your, your kiddo's with you there. Did, yes. did Nicholas have a, a list, his list of um, Christmas movies? Nicholas's Christmas movies included Charlie Brown's Christmas. Okay, classic. Because it has the best um, music ever. Okay. Um, Elf. Elf. Which okay. we've discussed. We've had. Yeah. Are we going to do any of the Grinch movies? Which do you prefer? Jim the Jim Carrey Grinch. Grinch is still Christmas, yeah. So the live action Grinch movie. Okay. I'm with you on that. I feel that. Because I, I, too, love Jim Carrey as the Grinch. And I how think, is it not in the top 10 here? I don't understand that at all. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of rounds it out okay. from Nicholas. He's got a top three. Okay. Well, you know what? That's acceptable. You know, he's young. He's, you know, you're going to have to show him die hard. Yes. No, I told he when we were talking off air, um, he was like, oh, can I watch die hard? Because he heard me talking about that recently watched it. So, yes, yeah. that will so, stay in the rotation. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, and you went back and watched Die Hard. I'm impressed with that. I love that. I love that about you. I did. I was doing some research. Podcast. Yes. Yeah, I was. I I realized I hadn't seen the whole thing um, all the way through in probably yeah. 20 years. Okay. So and you went back and watched it. I did. I think? had a brand new TV. Okay. Brand new uh, speaker. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved how dated it was loved how obnoxious it was love the fact that it is a christmas movie and really hate um the nakatomi uh corporation for having a christmas party on christmas on christmas night. eve yes oh yes yes touchdown kansas city oh i got that how did i get that before you in this case all right so Oh no, um, it's the two point conversion. Oh, Sorry. Well. Okay, the game is tied. Okay. It was, yeah, I just had a touchdown. 
So yes, the Nakatomi Corporation decided that they were going to have their Christmas party on Christmas Eve. That's yes. a total dick move. It is. And it would never happen in real life. Yeah. But the rest of it is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So the O'Connor Advisory Group does not have our Christmas party on, on Christmas Eve. We don't do it that way. Yeah. And we don't have it at the upstairs on the 30th floor. We just don't do it. We don't do that in the office. Well, you know, if you have view of LA, that you might different. consider it. That might be different, but at the same time, I want people to leave, you know, put their, you know, get their hair, let their hair down, you know, have a good time, you know, maybe we do it differently here. So I, so you're with me that Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. Yes. I do not have any hesitation on this. Okay. I am so glad we agree because I don't want to fight you. Um, I, um, Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie and so much so that I have it ranked number one as the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Okay. I mean, I can understand that. It wouldn't is be it my pick. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. He, no. calls, he calls an automatic rifle machine gun. They don't call machine guns anymore. You know, stuff like that. He's smoke. Hey, he's, he's smoking. smoking in, he's smoking in an airport. There's the airport, no checkpoints. Yeah. There yeah. is lawlessness and yeah. pay phones. Yeah. So <laughs> there's lawlessness and pay phones. <laughs> Maybe the greatest line in the history of this podcast. <laughs> there is lawlessness and pay phones. <laughs> yeah. So I mean yeah, we, so there, think about there's some, there's some definitely some things in here. The 80s, we got cocaine use, we've got lawlessness. There's cell, there's, there's no cell phones. The only cell phone is, is, in, the limo. is in the limo. And Argyle got the music rocking. And he's yeah, popping uh, off. He's yeah. got a party in there, man. Yeah. So give me, give me your top five Christmas movies. You know, I'm not, I wasn't sure I Any could really. You want to put yes. So I would say White Christmas. Mm hmm. Because, Tell me that one. I don't know that one. Tell me that one. So this is the whole uh, one of the guy. It's Bing Crosby and uh, Rosemary. Rosemary um, Clooney. I see it. I Clooney, got it. yes. Well, did I, I, got was just, I was just, I was like related to, and uh, um, I don't know, the, the old school folk. And the resort in Vermont that they own isn't going, they're going to lose it. And they're traveling quartet. I don't know. Anyways, I love it mostly because I watched it with my mom on a regular basis around the holidays. Okay. R.I.P. March. Um, and the soundtrack is amazing. And I've even had Nicholas sit down and watch it with me. And he really enjoys it because it's the old school Hollywood musical with the dancing and the singing. And it's just beautifully choreographed. And it's an MGM classic. Okay. Uh, Love Actually is in there just because I'm a, a sappy person who likes to cry, I guess. Um, I would also say Christmas Story is in there. Maybe it's just because it's spoon-fed to me and I don't have any other options. Um, I would agree with Nicholas for sure that the, the Charlie Brown Christmas is really great. And so I would dig that. And I probably with animated ones, I think Garfield actually has an animated Christmas one that I recall that I really enjoyed as well. 
Um, and I think Beyond Die Hard. I'm not sure that there's anything. My ex-husband, love him for who he is. Every year come, say, Thanksgiving, he had a VHS tape, which eventually um, graduated to a DVD of George C. Scott's Christmas Carol. Okay. And we watched that on repeat for six weeks every year. Mm-hmm. And it's great, but I would prefer the Muppets Christmas Carol Ooh. over. Ooh. I like that. Muppets Christmas Carol. George C. Scott. So I'll slide in the Muppets Christmas Carol in as my fifth. Those are all very solid picks. We only have one that's the same out of the top five here. Um, so let me ask this question, like a Christmas story. I love a Christmas story as well. Yeah. You kind of said it though, you know, is TNT or TBS, one of them does 24 hours of yep. TBS. Story. Yep. Um, do they is that oversaturated that movie? Is that made it to where it's now not as good? Or maybe we think that it's better than it actually is? I think what it has allowed people to do is to share across generations in a way that even just having a DVD you can't have. Yeah. That with it having it on all the time yeah you can have multiple generations and kind of click into the movie and everyone will know what's going on yeah right when it's at that scene no matter what scene you turn it on yes really well put i had never thought of it that way i like that so uh here's my top five we already said die hard is number one i mean it's just Mm -hmm. far and away yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> Full disclosure, I love Die Hard. It's my one of my favorite movies anyway. Um, it's my favorite Christmas movie. It comes on every year, Christmas Eve, Christmas night. My birthday is the day after Christmas. Now, for the first number of years that I was married, my wife worked in the, re- in the retail, you know, back in the old school retail. She yeah. had to go to work the day after Christmas at like four in the morning. Mm-hmm. So Christmas night, late night was kind of a lonely time for me. This is before we had a kid. It was all that stuff. And so I would always just watch Die Hard, eat leftovers, usually some pie and, and just watch Die Hard. And so it's become like my little ritual now. And that's how, how I start my birthday as well as I watch Die Hard. So, you know, I like I mean, not, not that I necessarily want to be John McClane because I think he's got a pretty shitty life when it's all said and done, but. Yes. Especially as you watch the rest of his life fall apart in the other movies. Yeah. Um, A Christmas Story is my number two. I think it's hysterical. I think it is multi-generational. And everyone that watches the movie can draw something either out of what happens or can draw themselves into a character. Yes. The fun part is as you get older, as a man, you start, as a kid, you want to be like Ralphie. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you want the Red Rider BB gun and Christmas is so exciting. As a father, you start to be like the old man. And I think that's funny. I think the mom is like the mom and she's going to run this family and everything else. And And I think it's kind of funny, frankly, being a single parent. I can flip between mom and the old man. Absolutely. And just have have the frustrations on both sides. So totally. Elf is three for me. Love Elf. I love Elf because I just think Will Ferrell's hilarious. 
Yes. And it's the one movie that I know, I know I'm going to watch Die Hard, I know I'm going to watch Christmas Story, it's part of the Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. When Elf comes on, I'm going to get glued to the TV for a couple hours if I feel like it. Yeah, no, we, 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 we bought Elf and we've already watched it yeah. once and I'm sure we'll watch it a couple more times soon. All right, the last two are both comedies. I don't get into this whole sappy Christmas stuff. I just know mm. who I am. Uh, Christmas Vacation. The older I get, the funnier it gets. And all I got to tell you is all you have to do is host one holiday, whether yes. it's Christmas or Thanksgiving, and you will understand Clark Griswold. Yep. And you will understand all that happens in this movie and how he goes ape shit at the end. Because I have come close two years in a row to this. <laughs> well, and in a different sense, given everyone's willingness to bind the commercialization of all the holidays the christmas kind of one upmanship decoration wise yeah is also a lot of fun to get into now we don't do that at our house but yeah we we we, i don't do the whole i mean i i I empathize with clark griswold but Mm -hmm. i do not do the decorations thing you'll never see me do something like that at my house i just don't have that about me the other one is totally not appropriate for children, and you cannot watch this with anybody else. You can watch it with adults, but Bad Santa to me is hilarious. And I, I fully admit, I have not seen it all the way through, and I need to uh, uh, spend the time. The, the way it ends with, at the end of Bad Santa, it's all about doing the right thing for the kid and how the kid mm-hmm. really saves Santa Claus, which in turn saves Christmas. Sure. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, so it's got a great story to it, but it's totally not appropriate for the family. It's appropriate for adults. Um, and it's nice to once in a while have something. I don't have small children, so I can watch Bad Santa. Yeah. And, well, I think I might shield Nicholas for a little bit. Yet from yeah. That. That one, he's not ready for that one yet. 16. Okay. 16. Fair enough. Yeah, there's still some stuff that happens in Bad Santa that's really hard to watch. With your children if you know what i mean fair enough there you go. always always good to know that i i should watch it first mm-hmm. yeah I'll, I'll give you an example as a parent um three or four years ago deadpool came out the first oh, deadpool yeah. movie and oh. Peyton came to me he was in high school mm-hmm. and he says i want i want to go see deadpool I said, all right go so i wasn't gonna take him but he wanted to go and i'm you know, so I didn't see it. He went and saw it. And then later on, it's on like HBO or something and I'm watching it and it's a good movie. I like Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, well, sit down and watch it with me. And he's like, no, dad. And I was like, are you really not going to watch Deadpool with your dad because there's a scene in the strip club? Yes. <laughs> That's all he said. Yes. So <laughs> I get it. Okay. Here's the age differential. Nicholas and I watched both Deadpools last year. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. Peyton was just a little embarrassed at like 16 or 17. Right. He's about, he's about 16 at the time, I guess. But he understands it, whereas Nicholas yeah. didn't really understand it. It makes sense. So I just, you know, so that was my, my top five there. And, you know, uh, well, Ellen, do you have any plans coming up? I mean, you got anything special coming up for the holidays now? Um, Nicholas has the pleasure of heading down to Alabama to visit his dad and his dad's family come next Monday. And my brother and I and a cohort of KU faithful will be invading Coors Arena up at uh, Boulder 
for the KUCU game on the 21st. So that's pretty exciting. It may be the last live sporting event I go to in a while. So uh, that should be fun. And then uh, Christmas will be spent with my brother up in Boulder and then just kind of hanging out for a couple of weeks while Nicholas is down in Alabama until he comes back on New Year's Day. Nice. Yeah. Well, Nicholas, have fun in Alabama. Have he a will. And, and uh, we'll be back. We'll do one more recording between now and Christmas. We'll have it. That it actually, we'll come out on Christmas Eve. So okay. we'll have to figure out when we're going to record that and do that upright. But we'll figure that out. Sounds good. I have to go to a holiday party the night before. I don't know how I talk myself into this one. We'll talk about it later. Off the air. We'll talk <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll have one more stop together here next week before the, uh, before they officially get into Christmas and all that good stuff. So um, everything good there. And uh, now the Chargers are ahead again now. I yeah. It was a 27 point game again. They'd be up two scores if they listen to Coach Bell. Well, uh, the Chiefs are going to see what they can do with a, yeah. right around two minutes left in the game. Do you think that the Jacksonville, do you think I should call Shad Khan and say that I'll do a better job with the Jaguars than your son's doing with AEW? Um, I'm not sure you would get past the switchboard, but you could go ahead and try. Would you make the phone call for me? My agent? No. You're, you're the legal counsel for the O'Connor, the, the Book Coach Bonus podcast. No. <laughs> Maybe I should go to an AEW show and get a sign that says next Jags coach. That you could do. I mean, that might get me on. Yeah, you might get on TV, and then you could just start another career. Can we just get a hashtag Coach Bo for Jacksonville? Or how do we got to figure something? Let's talk about. Let's figure out something now next week. He ain't hiring a coach that quick. No, he's not. It won't be anything until after the end of the season. So, and then you think Urban Meyer is going to end up coaching again, or do you think he's going to? No, he's dead. He's dead. He's going to end up at Liberty. <laughs> this is why I could not pick Liberty for a multitude of reasons. But no. who, who is there now? It's um, it, Ole Miss's old coach. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. The fact that Jerry Falwell Jr. founded university no. is enough for me to pick against yeah. them. If you ever have a question or want to know more about that, I heard a great like seven or eight episode podcast about the Austin Divian those, have you ever listened to Wandery's podcasts? Yeah. I love the Wandery podcasts. I just finished one this afternoon, as a matter of fact. Um, but they had a great one. Uh, I think it was American Scandal. It might not have been American Scandal. It might have been something else. Uh, but I'll get it for you. It was all about the Falwells and Jerry Falwell, more specifically Jerry Falwell Jr. Yeah. And Liberty. And how they yeah. Yeah, kicked him, basically kicked him out of his you know, father's college. Yeah, so um, yeah, so that's a good note that gets the end on. <laughs> it's any. Um, well, I'll see you next week. I'm not going to do. That's a, good. I'm not going to do a top five this week on the on any because we're still waiting on the Chiefs. We'll see what happens there. Um, I did think the Chiefs. The Chiefs were going to be either one or two on the uh, the power rankings. I was going to say they were moving way up. I was really impressed with them on last Sunday. I don't want for whatever happens here on Thursday night to not give them a shout out. I thought they really earned it. I was most impressed um, from Sunday's game and how they play. They did it. What I mean by that is it weren't, it wasn't the most dominating performance. You know, Mahomes didn't throw for 400 yards and nine touchdowns, but they did every little thing. Well, 
Yes. And I thought it was their best played game all season. Yes. So most well-rounded for sure. Yeah. So as we do this, we'll, uh, we'll end with that. I'll do a little more on the NFL on Monday's pod. We'll be all, all caught up with this weekend's games and everything else. So uh, Ellen, thanks for coming in. Thanks for joining us. Sure. Thanks for everything you do. I'm going to have to, uh, figure out what to do for you for holidays now <laughs> you don't get paid for this job so i gotta do something you know i mean well I you know that. you've you've got that koozie coming my way so i'm you know and these are great and i'm, I'm not going to give information out because I, I, gotta, I gotta get paid to endorse stuff over here but uh i may figure out some kind of way there you go if you want to sponsor the coach bono's podcast or if you have a product if you want me to have the, the, the hawk on your on your product just let me know you can email me coachbonoshow at gmail.com and I will test your product and I will see if it is worthy of being a sponsor or just, you know, I'm not above just shilling. And in the meantime, right free stuff for the folks that are listening, rate, review, comment. We love it. Five stars, not four, five. And subscribe. And subscribe, rate, review, subscribe to us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Greatly appreciate it. Ellen, thank you very much. Thank you to Tyler Jones. You're going to be putting together a whole bunch of shit here in a little while. So thank you, Tyler, for everything <laughs> you do. He's blowing my phone up all this whole time we've been recording. Oh, um, sorry, Tyler. Like, I need to get this stuff in. Yep. You just, you'll be getting in here in a few minutes, Tyler. Uh, so until next time, I'm Coach Bone, Brian O'Connor. That's Token Girl, Ellen Wigginter. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you guys on uh, episode 17 on Monday. Thank you. One last segment. Hey, listen, if you just listened a moment ago, you'll know that Ellen and I actually wrapped up the podcast right before the Chiefs Chargers overtime. Uh, After that, I decided to stay, watch the rest of the overtime, and, of course, Mahomes and Kelsey hook up, get it squared away, and the Chiefs win a big game. Uh, but I would say, I think it's the biggest game of the year in the NFL. Uh, they've effectively, the Chiefs have now won the division. Uh, they're, you know, two games ahead of the Chargers. They're now that they, they're tied in the division as far as the wins on each other's home, home fields. Three games to go up to, kind of like the Chiefs' chances there. Well-played game by the Chiefs' offense, the defense all around. Really thought there was some sloppiness on a couple of things. Obviously, those goal line plays, a couple of the turnovers there. But the Chargers kicked themselves in the toes. I mean, they stubbed their toe three times, not going for field goals. No way the game should have ever gone to overtime. That is just poor coaching, plain and simple. Um, but all congratulations to the Chiefs. Uh, they have done it. Team that was at three and four at one point, And even myself, I was questioning whether they were not as good as advertised. And you know, we, we, at three and four, I said, hey, they're going to have to win eight of the next ten. Well, they just won seven in a row. And uh, it was like the Chiefs are going to be in the playoffs. They're going to win the division now, clearly. And uh, looks like now it's going to be most likely a two-dog race between them and the Patriots. I think the Titans and the injuries are going to catch up to them. You just never know. We'll see. But congratulations to the Chiefs there at the end. Great ending to the game. Played well there at the end. Just put some roller skates on the Chargers there in overtime. And it's just 
it, Kelsey's a tough guy to stop, and Mahomes, Mahomes looked like Mahomes today. And you're going to take the bad, you know, the interception and the fumble. You're going to have to take that with the good. Um, what they've seen here in the season so far is that Patrick Mahomes does not have to be Patrick Mahomes in order for the Chiefs to win. But when they do need him to be Patrick Mahomes and be Superman, he can still do it. So congratulations to the Chiefs. Uh, you guys, they, they certainly deserve it. Well-deserved. Get in there. Thursday night, big win. So uh, we're going to wrap it up there on that. So you've already heard me and Token Girl close the show one time. I'm going to close it again. Wanted to do a couple minutes on that. Great game of the Chiefs. Congratulations to the Chiefs. Congratulations to the Chiefs fans. Uh, again, your season is going to be going a little longer now. Uh, so, again, thanks, uh, everybody, for listening today. Really appreciate it. Appreciate everyone who's listening. If you get a chance, rate us, review us, give us five stars. You give us four stars. Well, keep your opinion to yourself. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Look, if you're listening to the podcast, it's really simple. Click where it says Coach Bo Knows and that little logo. It'll take you to the show. Hit the button. Give me five stars. It really helps. And we need all the five-star reviews we can get. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox. Tyler, I'm sorry. You got a lot of work to do, buddy. And I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Hey, have a great weekend. Enjoy. If you're getting together and doing holiday stuff before the holidays or before the Christmas weekend, be safe. And we will talk to you on Monday on Episode 17. Thanks a lot.